for four. I'm going to have JB come on up here for just a moment. JB, you come on up here for just a moment. I want to, I want to just say a few things. I, I literally, as each of these young people were speaking, I relate to every single one of them what they were saying. I felt every single one of those things. I understood what they were saying. I, I, I've been there before. I've been the one who, who went to camp and was hardened wasn't willing to, to get anything from the Lord. I've been the one who went there and, and the Lord broke through. And I've also been this one. A little bit different. You see that man over there? Pink shirt. It was years ago whenever we were living in Columbus, Indiana, and he made the hard but yet easy decision to move from Columbus, Indiana, where we had lived our entire lives, to Columbus, Georgia. Many of you have heard that testimony. And I'll tell you what, I was angry at him, I was angry at my mom, I was angry at the Lord. Kelly can share testimonies of me being in the youth department in a hardened heart. But then it's these teenagers are sharing testimonies, but then God. Teen camp got saved teen camps where I made friendships. And Brother Cyrus, Miss Deb, some people probably looked at you when you guys made the decision to move and said, you guys are crazy. You've got your life here. You, you, you don't need to do that. But then as you watch a young boy stand up here and start talking about his grandparents. Can I share with you tonight, church, that Every decision made for Christ, you will never forget. And you'll never regret it. You won't look back and say, you know what, I wish I wouldn't have done that. No, you wish you'd have done it sooner. And I'll tell you what, as he walked in a few minutes ago, I wasn't expecting to hear anything from him. Because we were standing right here, and Brother John said, are you, are you going to be sharing anything tonight? And he said, no, I'm not going to. And then he gets up here and he preaches. And I'm thinking, what in the world? And Kelly was sitting there. And we were talking at teen camp, and the Lord was working in this young man's life. I remember texting Brother Cyrus, and some of the things that he was working in his life and kind of talking about, he, he, wasn't, he, he didn't know some of the Bible verses. He didn't know some of these things. He, he, he didn't, it wasn't something he was used to. Kelly turned to me, and as she was sitting over there, and she said, one of the greatest things about what he was just saying we heard every single one of these. I love hearing those testimonies. But he doesn't know the, the cliche statements to say. Hey, he doesn't know the, the things sometimes that we can all fool each other with. No, it was straight from the heart. And I know it was hard for you teenagers to get up here. And I'm proud of you. Every single one of you. Brother Cyrus, I want to say tonight, I'm so grateful that y'all made that decision. What a decision. I'm grateful for my stepdad making that decision. You can go sit down. I won't have you stand up here awkwardly for it. Because it's decisions like that right there that you look back and it doesn't make sense to the world. Matter of fact, it might not even make sense to your family, your friends, uh, people that you are closest to even at your church. But God's working. He's orchestrating it. You don't, sometimes you will, will take that step of faith and you'll say, you know what, the Lord's doing this. I don't have a clue. Somebody probably was asking questions to y'all saying, well, you just, I, this is just what we know the Lord's calling us to do. As I heard every single one of these testimonies, the girls' testimonies, 
the boys' testimonies. I sat there and I listened. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for what God is doing in our midst. And I'll tell you, a week like this, the greatest thing about it is a week like this, it, it, it wasn't Brother Brown. It's not me. It's not Brother John. It's not any of the, the church family. It's not uh, the parents. A week like this is God. It's God working in their lives and them saying, you know what, Lord, yes. And they might not have said yes on night one. Might not have even said yes on day four. But at the end of the week, they got back, and as the Lord began to continue that work, at some point they said yes. Mark chapter number four. I won't want, don't want to keep you long tonight. I want you to notice two verses here, and I'm not going to re-preach necessarily a message. Typically what we will do on a, a week of camp, we're going to do this in a couple of weeks, I will try to either pick a, uh, sometimes it's a passage that's preached on, sometimes it is a, a summary of maybe a message that is preached. But this may not be the message that spoke to the teenagers the most. It's probably not necessarily the one that they come home and talk about. But I believe it's one that summarizes exactly what we have seen and heard tonight. It's something that summarizes the entire week. The Bible says in verse number 9, And he said unto them, chapter number 4 of the book of Mark, 4, 9, And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Verse number 23, the Bible says, If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And this evening, you've sat, you've listened, but have you truly heard? Have you truly heard? It's easy to sit in church services and to, 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 to be able to open our Bibles, but sometimes we're sitting there with empty ears. We're sitting there as it passes through and continues going on, and the Lord is, is wishing and hoping in that moment that we would just get a hold of it. And some of you have heard testimonies, and as those teenagers poured out their heart, did you hear it? You know, I used this example a couple of weeks ago in our Sunday school class, but there are times whenever I'll be speaking to Jackson, and I'll tell him to do something, and he'll be doing something or looking elsewhere, and I'll say, have you heard me? And sometimes I wonder if God is just simply sitting there trying to shake us and say, you're not hearing me. And I'll tell you what, these young people have heard some things this week. And I'm not going to re-preach the entire message, but the message... And just summarize tonight, as he began to deal with this, he began to deal with understanding that, hey, it's not the seed or the sower, but it's the ground right there. A couple of months ago, we preached on that passage of Scripture and breaking up the fallow ground. And sometimes the Lord tries and desires to do that, and sometimes he, he does it in his own way, and he works in ways that we never thought possible. And tonight, he might be breaking up some fallow ground here. Mom and dad, as you, your children have come home, maybe the, the Lord is trying to use your children to get you to break up that fallow ground. You see, one of the hardest things that I saw tonight was Jared standing up here and putting his pride aside and saying, hey, I was the one that was having a hardened heart. It had been very easy for him to leave that part out. It would be easy to get up here and say, hey, you know what, the Lord spoke to me this way, and go sit back down in his chair. As these young people who don't like to speak set their pride aside and said, no, the Lord would have for me to say this. And tonight, the Lord may be trying to break up some fallow ground and saying, hey, parents, hey, Sunday school teacher, hey, worker here, hey, 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 grandparent here, hey, hey, youth director or pastor or whatever the case might be, it's time to break up some fallow ground. 
It's time to stop letting the, the young people lead. You know, it's a sad thing to think about. And I shared that a couple weeks ago, and as I was reminded of that this week, that, that in many, if not all of the revivals are led by young people. You say, praise the Lord. No, that's sad, y'all. That it takes God having to take the young people to get His people's attention. It's sad that, that God has to get a hold of the children first to get to the parents. When in reality, God would have for the husband to lead the home. And the family to be one. Let me get all the juniors up here for just a moment. If you're going to junior camp and you're here, I know we're missing some of them. We only got Izzy tonight? Oh, we got these guys over here. We praise the Lord for what God has done this week. And in two weeks, these young people are going to be gone. Jacob, how old are you? Izzy, how old are you? Luke, how old are you? 11, 9, and 8. He's just 11. She's just 9. He's just 8. What could God really do? A lot. A lot. As these young people stand before you, they're going to be going to camp here in a couple of weeks. And what they've just heard, they're going to hear at their own camp. They're going to hear preaching. They're going to hear testimonies of what God is doing all across this, young, this, this country and in this world. And they're going to have an opportunity to make their own decisions. And I'll tell you right now, I guarantee you that when the Word of God is preached, these young people will be making some decisions. They'll be responding to the preaching of God's Word. And they're going to come home and they're going to tell you all about it. They might even tell you about that when we're, we're going to beat them in football and basketball too. Y'all think I'm kidding. We're going to, I'm going to coach them up. We're going to win the sports too. Listen, we're going we're gonna to go and we're going to listen to the preaching. We're going to have a good time as a, as a group of young people, and we're not going to lose. Brother John and I had that mentality. We had to pull, pull up because our young people were failing us in that regard. Man. <laughs> you said preach. I could park there a while. No, they did good, but they still lost. But as we come back from church camp and we understand that we were saying and emphasizing this, I know we didn't have this mentality, but sometimes it comes across as just a week. What could God do? Well, you just saw what God did. As we prepare for another week, it's just a week. What could God do? Yeah, but, yeah, but they're younger. No, but He's still the same. He's still the same God. You three can be seated. I want to share the four points. I'm going to just shoot them to you quickly. Ears to hear, in this passage of Scripture, he gave four points. The first one is you have to receive it. You have ears to hear, now it's time for us to receive it. As we listen to the preaching of God's words, we listen to the testimonies, we hear all these things, we have to receive it. That's a personal decision. You can sit there, but you have to make the decision to receive it. After you receive it, you have to allow the Lord to plant those seeds and begin to prepare that. As he begins to lay those seeds and prepare the the, the soil there, and he begins to then formulate all of it is point number three. As he begins to formulate it and begins to work in your life and all of a sudden you see yourself and you're doing things that you weren't doing and you're responding in ways you weren't responding and you're taking action in all of these many ways, the fourth point is this, you have to go and deliver it. You see, these young people have listened to the preaching of God's Word and every single one of the messages they told you that the Lord was speaking to them, they, re- they received it. And then they allowed God to plant the seeds in their heart and then all of a sudden God began to formulate some things and they made some decisions and now they've come back here and they've delivered it to you. 
here's my question. Did you receive it? Did it go through? Did it, did it, did it register all that God had done in their lives? Take your Bibles, if you would. James chapter number 1. We close with this. In the book of James, I love the book of James. The book of James is a practical book. It's a, a book that if you haven't read through, I want to encourage you to read through. But the two go hand in hand. If you have ears to hear, in James chapter number 1, verse number 22, the Bible also says this. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You see, being a doer and a hearer go hand in hand. You say, I heard it. I let God plant the seed and work and He formulated it and I made some decisions. But I wasn't willing to deliver it. No, it's, it's all through. It continues when you go and deliver it. The message on Wednesday night, I must work. I was talking and Kelly and I were talking about this. and Afterwards, we were talking to Brother Brown and, and I'll tell you, that message was a message that literally captures the heart of how the Generation to Generation conference came to be. We must. Listen, we're losing a generation. People will say, oh, church camp costs too much. No. It's just too long of a drive. It's an entire week that we have to set aside. Yeah. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. A lot of giving that goes into it. A lot of preparation that goes into it. A lot of work that goes into it. A lot of details. A lot of planning. A lot of things that you've got to figure out. But anything that you do for Christ, you'll never regret. I'm telling you, the decisions that have been made this week, and I shared this in our Sunday school, we're going to spend some time in prayer here in just a moment. And don't live with the mentality of, oh, we'll see how long it lasts. No, don't say that. If I hear you say it, I'll call you out. I don't like that mentality. No. Jaden, come here. It's not how long will it last. It's, hey, what can I do to help you to continue? Come on. That's right, Pastor. What can I help you to do? Going to each of them. I was telling Kelly, I was like, man, this this boy cracks me up when he's standing up there. He's just so goofy. (laughs) He's just so goofy. But aren't you glad it doesn't matter what we look like or how we act? The Lord still wants to use us. No, they all know I love them. But it's asking them, what can I do? Well, not how long will it last. No, I want to see it last. You see, I've made some decisions, and so have you. You were sitting in revival services. You were sitting in missions conferences. You were sitting in stewardship conferences. Some of you went to camp, and some of you went to special meetings, and you made those decisions. They didn't last. I'll tell you what. They go to teen camp from the age of 8, all the way till they're 18 years old. They go to teen camp and junior camp year after year after year, and they might make decisions. And I'm tired of seeing young people because of churches not getting behind their young people. Young people making decisions and the church doing nothing about it. As a church family, I urge you, I commend you, I beg of you, I ask of you, I cry out this evening as a church family, Let's reach these young people. They've been reached this week. And they're going to try. They have a burden for us. You heard it. 
They want to come back to their home church and see God do something special. Miss Sarah said it. She wants to see revival spread starting in our church and then all. And I wonder if we're going to let God work in our hearts. You see, tonight you've heard it. You might have received it or you might not have received it. Maybe you're going to let God begin to plant those seeds and begin to do that work, and He's going to formulate those things, and He's going to begin to help you to make those decisions. And you're going to be given the opportunity to go and deliver it. These young people have made that decision. I wonder if our church family will do that tonight. Junior camp's coming. And I think about many things that God has in store. I was just talking to a preacher just the other day. We were talking about how busy the summer is. And I said, yes, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any different. I'd go to church camp every single week if I could in the summer. It doesn't get old watching young people respond to the Lord. So I want to encourage you tonight. I want to beg of you. Let's not let it slip by. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, do something and continue it. How many of you tonight, you truly want to see God do something in our church? We have the opportunity to respond. Let's give them the opportunity to reach us. Lord, we do thank you. Lord, I thank you for our church. I thank you for our church family. I thank you for these young people. Lord, I love them. They know it. I pray that you'd help us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, don't let us miss it. It's not about us. It's all about you. Lord, may we sing these words from our hearts. I want my life to count for Jesus. It's easy to say it. Lord, there's got to be a time where we put forth the work, the effort, the desire to live it out. I pray that that would start tonight. Guide us and direct us. We'll thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.